Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today is Monday, April 19th, 2021. Welcome back to regularly scheduled programming. Um, I know it's been a week, like, of a little bit of a different kind of podcast. Um, But, of course, that was super necessary. Um, And, like I mentioned at the very beginning, I hope um, that felt okay to everyone. Um, You know, you, I, um, knew at some point during the life of this podcast that someone of significance was going to pass away. I, of course, assumed it would be Prince Philip first because he was 99 and he had lived a very long life and then he had his health problems in the early part of the year, earlier part of the year. And so I was prepared, but then I, it's always a learning experience. Um, every day on this podcast journey is a learning experience. Um, but this one was, of course, just a little bit different. So I hope everyone feels like I did serve him well in terms of the way I talked about it. Um, and now I, I know going forward like what I felt worked and what I felt didn't. Um, and I'm just going to hope that no one dies for a very long time, which is my general hope. Um, so today we are back to completely normal Um, We'll run through the daily events of each country. You'll notice the logo is back to normal. Um, All the things are slowly going back to as they were, which is um, lovely and also kind of sad. So today we are going to be talking about the one, there was one event in Spain over the weekend on Saturday. um, And then we'll be talking about all of the events from today, Monday. Um, April 19th and I do want to say um, I did get my second COVID vaccine today so I'm going to talk about that probably a little bit more at the end um, just to share my experience with you all um, because I think it's really important to get vaccinated so With all of that as the intro, let's go ahead and jump in and talk about the Belgian royal family. the Belgian royal family returned from Belgium's Easter break, which means that events started up again, which is very exciting. Um, So today, in typical Monday fashion, King Philippe held his weekly audience with the Prime Minister. Of course, these weren't happening over the past two weeks, three weeks, two and a half weeks. I don't really know where we are at anymore. Um, the last engagement that they had was on, like, March 30th, so we're at basically three weeks. Um, 
but because the whole country was on Easter holiday, there the government wasn't really active, things like that. Um, of course, they were because we're living in a pandemic, but weekly audiences and stuff like that were not. Um, so that happened today. And then also King Philippe held a telephone call with the mayor of Anderlicht, um, which experienced a <laughs> pretty terrible fire in the middle of the night last night. Um, so it was in a four-story um, residential building, so apartment-style homes. Um, and 25 people were injured including four firefighters who were engulfed in smoke and some and one suffered um, pretty intense burns. And um, that number is expected to change because they had to, um, the building was no longer structurally sound. So they had to, um, the firefighters, remaining firefighters had to evacuate um, themselves. So that number is expected to change in the coming days, um, presumably. Um, and then also today, so Queen Matilde, I think, took part in a webinar with the European Policy Council focused on um, the sustainable development goals and development in general. Reminder, um, there are 17 sustainable development goals as part of the UN's Agenda 2030, um, which is all focused on sustainability, like globally, um, and what that looks like. And there are specific, um, or there are special like ambassadors to that project and Queen Matilde is one. Um, and so she'll take part in a lot of conversations about sustainable development goals um, throughout the year because she's like an ambassador for that project. Um, so that, I think, happened today. I, other than the tweeting of the um, event, like, and it wasn't even a tweet, it was a retweet, there hasn't been any confirmation that it happened. Um, even the, like, European Policy Center Twitter page, like, marked, hey, sign up, but then... Um, never shared anything else. So I'm, I'm sure it did happen, but I don't know when or anything along those lines. Um, because there's nothing from that meeting. I am checking on the Belgian monarchy's website, um, to see if they're going to say anything, but apparently they don't want to work at the moment. So that's okay. Um, my assumption is it happened, but I have no additional details on it. Okay, wait, maybe. Maybe it's going to load now. Uh, no. Okay. So, with all of that, um, I would assume we'll see more of the Belgian royal family in the coming days now that the holiday is over. Um, if their website would load, I would tell you. Um, typically, I'll do that on the first day of the week. I'll look at everyone's calendar. Um but because of my COVID vaccine, which again, I'll talk about at the end, um, I wrote a very basic outline today without a ton of research, um, just because that's what I need to do. 
So it does look like their website is just not going to work, which it sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So with all of that, um, we'll see. It'll be a surprise this week from them. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and move on to the British royal family. Today in the UK, there wasn't a whole lot happening, which I expect to be the case for another week. Um, so while the UK has exited official mourning period for Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, the royal family is still observing for um, the remainder of the week. So they are going for two weeks, starting from the day Prince Philip died to this Friday. Um, so I think their first day officially out of mourning will be on Saturday, which means a lot of the engagements are going to be um, not happening. So I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, the first is the Duchess of Cornwall today launched, sorry, I just dropped my phone, um, launched the second, I think she's calling it season of her book club, The Duchess of Cornwall's Reading Room. Um, and this is something that I do follow. I follow the reading room on Instagram where all of the announcements are made. Um, I'll typically read or listen to one of the books. I might listen to them all this time, um, but we'll see. Um, I have started listening to one. So the official... Um, launch date. It was supposed to start last week, but because of, um, the death of the prince, of Prince Philip, um, it was pushed back a week to today. So, um, that was announced today. Um, and then Camilla wrote a lovely little patron or a lovely little message um, for this account that reads as patron of book trust, which I inherited from my late father-in-law, his Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. I would like to dedicate the next next series of my reading room to him in memory of a great fellow reader. And then it was just signed with C, which is the initial they use their initials when they're signing personal things that they're sharing on social media. Um, so the books came out. I will share them with you now, um, because I don't know if you're a reader, like you can follow along. So the book that, uh, the reading room is starting with is called The Secret Commonwealth. Um, I have, so that's the first book and it start, you start reading it today and then for the next two weeks, um, They'll share little tidbits and stuff through, throughout on the social media. Um, so I started listening to it today because of my COVID vaccine. I'm extremely tired. So I definitely went to sleep, um, but I'll pick it back up. And um, that is by Philip Pullman. The next book, I believe, is going to be Girl by Edna O'Brien. And that was 
uh, named the Irish Novel of the Year, so that might be interesting. Um, the third book is A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolls. I may skip that one. I don't know. I'm definitely doing judging by a book by its cover. Um, and then the next, the last one of series two is The Red Notebook by Antoine Lorraine. Um, so those are the books. Like I said, I started The Secret Commonwealth today. I'm listening to it. Um, and because I'm just extremely tired, it put me to sleep. But I'll pick it back up and I have two weeks. It'll be fine. Um, but it, it seems pretty interesting so far from what I've heard. Um, so that was the first thing that I wanted to talk about. And then also today, so there's this new thing happening in the world of European football. Um, hey, I called it the right thing. Yay me. Um, and... I was really hoping that I would never have to talk about football, although I have to talk about it again here in a minute. Um, but today, the Duke of Cambridge sent out a personal tweet from the Kensington Royal account, um, basically condemning this new Super League that is being created to basically make more money. Um, so it includes teams like Arsenal, Athletic, uh, Atletico Madrid, uh, Barcelona, uh, Aston Villa, a couple of maybe Italian teams. So basically like the best football teams in Europe, um, all coming together to create this league that will earn more money because that's where most of the fans are. Um, and it's just people are having some pretty intense reactions to it that are negative, um, including, apparently, the Duke of Cambridge. So he saw, he wrote this personal tweet um, that said, Now, more than ever, we must protect the entire football community, from the top level to the grassroots, in the values of competition and fairness at its core. I share the concerns of fans about the proposed Super League and the damage it risks causing to the game we love. And then it's just signed W because, again, that's how the royal family sends out personalized messages. So, um, I don't have an opinion on this because I don't like football. I'm not a fan of any of those teams. If I were a football fan, like, I would not pick any of those teams, I don't think. Um, I don't really know because I'm not a football fan. Um, I'm not going to do well in Europe I, in terms of sport because I don't like football. Um, but that's okay. So it's just, it seems to be a money grab by the owners of each of these teams, um, because playing each other constantly will just bring in a lot of money. People will watch from all over the world, and pay a lot of money to do so because they're committed to their local football team or the football team that they dedicate their fanhood to. I don't really get it, but that's because I don't like football. Um, to be fair, I don't really like a lot of sports. I think I've said this, like, I don't like a lot of sports. Um, sometimes I'll watch them, like, but I don't really like sports, so... 
I really don't get this whole Super League thing. <laughs> but the Duke of Cambridge has decided it, it is important enough to share. And he is the president of the Football Association in the UK. So he has a right to make this statement. So anyway, that's what was going on there. I am going to check one more time to make sure that I didn't miss the court circular. That happened once this week. Um, I said there wasn't a court circular and then there turned up to be a court circular. Um, it does not look that, like there is one today though. So hopefully that is correct. Um, and so with that, we are moving on to the Dutch royal family because there was nothing going on in the Netherlands today, but they do, I did look at their calendar and they do seem to have a busy week. So fingers crossed for that. So with that, let's go ahead now and move on to the Netherlands. in the Dutch royal household today and it isn't even an event that they shared on their website but they did share on social media um, so today in her capacity as the UN Secretary General's Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion and Development uh, Queen Maxima sent a video message to um, organizations in the UK focused on, um, or in celebration of UK Financial Week, um, and it was focused on the world of fintech, which is financial businesses that are also technology. Um, so here in the States, we'll think of um, fintech as specific banks or um, car insurance. There's a couple fintech spheres. Um, I use a fintech bank. I use a fintech I use fintech pretty much everything um, that I buy um, because it's super accessible and it works for me. And um, like my car insurance is through fintech world. Um, my renter's insurance when I had my own apartment was in through fintech. Like I use algorithms and all of that to benefit me. Um, and typically they're lower cost and less focused on getting all the money they can from you. So, um, and also in Queen, Queen Maxima's world, um, it's really, fintech is really awesome because typically people will have, even in the most underdeveloped countries, they can have access to a cell phone. Um, sometimes that is their only means of accessing any kind of um internet infrastructure is through their cellular device. So they may not have iPhones, but they have smartphones, which have apps that are easy to use. Um, and so it makes financial accessibility and financial inclusion incredibly easy with these development of tools. Like um, here in the States, we have like Square, um, 
not square cash, but the actual like square devices um, that you can use to make and receive payments for businesses. Um, you can work for fintech companies in terms of like here in the States, you know, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Uber, Lyft, all of those things are fintech world. Um, and so you can work for them. I work for DoorDash. Like that is my full-time thing or currently, um, we'll see things are kind of changing up a little bit right now, but things like that are available everywhere. Um, not necessarily DoorDash and Uber, but like similar concepts, um, you know, selling fine jewelry, think like anything like that is available through your phone. Um, so that was kind of the conversation that Queen Maxima was focused on was specific to the UK. She talked about how, um, a million people in the UK don't have bank accounts or a million adults, um, don't have bank accounts and different ways to go about solving that problem. Because if you don't have bank accounts, you don't have access to a lot of financial improvements. So I found it to be very interesting um, because it was going to the UK. It was in English, which is just very helpful to me. Um, and yeah, it was just really cool. So I'll have the video linked on my website, thedailyroyal.com, um, and you can watch it there. It's also um, the UN Secretary General's Special Advocate has their own like YouTube channel. Um, but that's where this video will come from. So I'll link it on the website um, and you can provide that um, with some support. So that's what was going on in the Netherlands. We're going to skip Norway. There was a single event, but there's not much I can talk about. So um, it was just, it was King Harald had an audience with the chief of the army um, and Crown Prince Akun was also there for that meeting. So that's what was going on in Norway, also in the Netherlands. So now we are going to jump over to the Spanish royal family. Like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, Spain was the only country this weekend that had an event that didn't have anything to do with the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, so all of those events that did have to do with him, including his funeral, were talked about yesterday in yesterday's episode. Um, so feel free to check that out if you haven't already. Um, but also on Saturday in the evening, because Spanish time is crazy, um, King Felipe was present for the 2021 Copa del Rey, um, which is the Spain-specific football uh, tournament that I think is kind of focused on, like, the best Spanish team. But then there's also La Liga, which is all of the Spanish teams. I don't know. But the Copa del Rey is... It's something that has been going on, I think, since there was a king. Like, 
and even maybe before Franco had something similar, um, because football was still a thing when Franco was a dictator. People loved, people loved their football in Spain. I still don't get it, but anyway. Um, however, before the uh, football game, is it called a game? I think it is. Um, started. Uh, King Felipe also inaugurated the new sports museum at the stadium in Sevilla, which is where uh, at least this year's Copa del Rey was held, but also the one that was just a few weeks ago for 2020 um, was also held in the exact same stadium. So I don't know if it's normal for this to be in that specific stadium, um, just because I don't like so I don't like football, I don't like soccer, whatever, um, and. I never would have paid attention to it prior to starting this podcast. So I'm, I'm not sure if this is always where it takes place. But anyway, there was a new museum uh, focused on sport um, that it's attached to the stadium. So they visited that. They played some foosball. It looked really fun. Um... And then the game started. So the game was between Athletic Club Bilbao and the football club uh, and football club Barcelona. So I again watched this game. Um, I don't like football. I fell asleep during this game because that's just it was boring because that's how I find football. I am probably offending so many people right now, but it's just personal preference. I know that it's a big deal. Um, it's just, I personally do not like it. So anyway, fell asleep, woke up at the end because of course there was cheering and yelling and saw that, uh, Barcelona had won. Um, so for those who remember just a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago, uh, King Felipe presided over the 2020 Copa del Rey between um, Real, uh, Real Sociedad and Athletic Club Bilbao, and Bilbao lost that game. So I was kind of rooting for them this year because, yes, I picked a team even though I was not paying any attention. Um, but they lost, like, I think Barcelona had four and Bilbao had nothing. Um so it seems like it would have been an interesting game, but I did not watch it because I fell asleep. Um, so I felt really bad for Athletic Club Bilbao. Um, but Barca fans are going to be extremely happy, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they're also part of the Super League, so maybe they're going to be thrilled. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm really trying not to understand this world of European football because... I don't like it. Um, but that was Saturday's event. And um, the Prime Minister also came, which I found kind of interesting because he did not go to the uh, the first one of the year. And then um, just different local and uh, national government authorities were in the King's Box area. So that was Saturday's event. Um, and then today, so King Felipe today held various audiences with um, some heads of state. So tomorrow starts the, officially it was the 2020, um, but the 
now 2021 Ibero-American Summit. I've talked about this a little bit, but Ibero-America is the... Um, so it's the Iberian Peninsula, which is Spain, Portugal, and Andorra, um, as well as all the countries those places colonized, essentially, um, that are now independent. So, (laughs) which is just a lovely way to put that. Um, but that's okay. So it includes, um, Argentina. I had this pulled up and I'm so sad it's missing. Um, Argentina, Bolivia, Andorra, um, Belize, Brazil. So, okay. Uh, Andorra, Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Paraguay, Peru, Portugal, Spain, Uruguay, and Venezuela. So, basically all the countries that Spain and Portugal colonized. Um, anyway, it's fine. They're independent now, and it's only a little complicated. So, um, there are 22 countries included, and so every two years, there will be a summit for Ibero-America, and they discuss various things, um, and this year, the summit is held in Andorra, which is, I've talked about Andorra recently because the King and Queen of Spain just recently made a state visit there. Um, but it's north of Spain. It's between, it's very small, settled between Spain and France. So, um, that starts tomorrow. However, a few of the heads of state arrived in Madrid today. Um, so King Felipe met with first the president of Guatemala and then met with the president of the Dominican Republic. And then this evening, uh, Felipe hosted a dinner for the two heads of state as well as the prime minister of Spain. So it seems like it was a very small dinner, like maybe only those four men. Um, and it was at the, uh, Palacio del Prado, which is, um, it, this is, it's a, it's near, Zarzuela, but it's separate, and this is typically where heads of state will stay when they're on state visits, so I would assume that these two are staying there, um, and also with COVID restrictions and everything, they have to be kind of further away, um, I would assume. So, that was what was going on today. Um, tomorrow, Felipe will be in Andorra for the summit, uh, so tomorrow and Wednesday. So that's kind of like the only thing happening in the Spanish royal family tomorrow and the next day. Um, and then the end of their, their week, um, is pretty exciting because it, um, is world book day, which I'm, I'm excited about because I don't know, I'm a nerd and I love Spain and I love Don Quixote and all the things. So that is what's going on. 
Um, so that is the end of this episode. There was nothing going on in Sweden today. Um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about my second vaccination experience. So I think I talked about this after my first. I felt pretty rough after my first one. I was really, really tired. I was pretty nauseous the whole first day. Um, so I had psyched myself up that this was going to be terrible, which I think is why it's not. (laughs) Um, so I basically, you know, jokingly said my final goodbyes, which is super insensitive, but like, I was just prepared for the absolute worst. I knew I was not going to feel good. Like, and I don't, um, I'll be honest. Like I do still have some nausea and I came home from my vaccine and I slept for six hours. Um, but now I'm good. Like I'm still nauseous, but I am doing better than I expected to be. Um, and like I, like I say, and I said the first time, like I will do this over and over and over again if it means that we can live a semi-normal life again without face masks and social distancing and being able to, um, go, there's a personal side to this story, but like go to a funeral and hug your family and say goodbye. Um, this has nothing to do with Prince Philip that, uh, someone in my personal life also passed away last Friday. Um, And, you know, I don't know. It was just, you didn't want to go because there were so many people, like, things like that. I would love to just have that be normal again. Um, Not that I want people to die, but, like, I would love for the grief process to feel normal again. Um, Or, you know, being able to go anywhere and, like, not have a face mask on or anything. So I will do this over and over again, if that's what it takes to have that. Um, but I just wanted to share my experience in case any of you are hesitant. Like for me, it wasn't a fun ride. I know people who have had zero side effects, like none. Um, and I know people who had different side effects, like really their worst thing was their arm hurt. Um, you know, it's, it's worth it if you want to have a normal life again. Um, or do things that we grew up thinking were normal. Like, that's important. So that's why I do it. And, you know, I will experience this nausea over and over again if I have to. Um, just because that's what's needed for the global community. And and also, like, selfishly for me. Like, if I ever want to travel or, you know, go to Spain, I'm going to need a COVID vaccine. So I have I have one. So I'm now fully vaccinated against COVID. Um, for those who are newer, I received the Pfizer vaccine. Um, but yeah, I mean, the process of getting it was super easy. Um, I got mine in like a huge vaccination center, but I was in, um, my local Walgreens today and their vaccination seemed to be going pretty smoothly as well. So it all seems to be going smooth. Um, and people are just, doing what we need to do to kind of go back to this normal life. So just so you all know and have some, some information, I by far am not the only person out there. Um, please listen to multiple sources and read, you know, if you're from the States, the CDC and keep up with the guidelines and your country and 
just stay up to date and please get a vaccine. So with that public health announcement, I am going to end this podcast. Please check out thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, like and review this podcast wherever you are listening, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.